0: Coming off the top of the cage, it is the top of the cage podcast. I am Bill joined today by Justin and Justin, we have a very special guest with us today.
1: Yeah, and I'll do the intro for uh, her right now. She's from Rutland, Mass. She is your chaotic wrestling heavyweight champion. She is a former chaotic wrestling tag team champion and a former chaotic wrestling women's champion. She is held Quite other few other titles as well. She is the face of Chaotic right now. She is not America's sweetheart. It is Deviant.
2: Hi, guys. How are you?
1: You're Doing great. Good. Doing good. So we can just jump right into it. One big topic I really wanted to make sure we talked about is um, Chaotic announced, I think it was uh, last week, a week and a half ago, that um, a woman's wrestling in New England document documentary documentary is coming out and um called special attraction and you are heavily featured among several other women's talent and um we just want to know uh how that came about and um what can we expect from it
2: uh yeah it's super cool it's actually something that was uh, i will give 100% credit to becca um, it was her idea to kind of, you know, just film something about the Chaotic Wrestling Women's Championship and the transition to the Panoptic title. Uh, and it kind of just snowballed into this documentary. That's really something really, really cool, and I can't wait to see it put together, um, is you get to kind of hear from the women, uh, I don't want to say the past, because they're they're still current, um, like Alicia and and Mistress Belmont, and, like, the experiences they went through when they were first starting wrestling, and then myself, where I was kind of in the middle of the transition between, like, the women's wrestling, you know, not super, like, respected era, (laughs) um, and then... The, the woman's revolution, um, which, you know, like Becca and Paris Dale and Ava Everett are all part of. Do You kind of get uh, just the, our perspectives of all of that and um, the road to me winning the championship, the heavyweight championship. So I'm very, very, very excited to see it all put together. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but it's something really, really special.
1: Awesome. We look forward to it. Is there an expected, like, date?
2: I don't know yet. I think November or December.
1: Okay, and it'll be released on um, chaotic, like on Twitch or how? Uh, old-
2: yes, it should be on the chaotic Twitch channel, and I think, I think the director is also looking to shop it to some like film festivals and things like that. But I, I'm not sure yet.
1: All right, awesome. That would be great if it's at some festivals to get even more exposure for it because it looks the the trailer looked fantastic. And um, it seemed like the Harry Harry Aaron, that's the name of the director, right?
2: Yes. Harry is really does really incredible work. So I can't wait to see how he puts it together.
1: It seems like he's really tapped into wrestling.
2: He's a well known like
1: indie wrestling photographer and videographer. So I expect it to be really well done. (laughs)
2: i i hope so i mean i really have so much faith that it will be but yeah i'm really excited to see it
0: so uh as you were talking about you know the documentary you said tells the story of you becoming champion how important to you is it to represent the women as a whole as the face of chaotic
2: um it's like it's really crazy to me honestly because i never expected anything like this ever happen to me and i've said this before it's like it's such a small scale like it's not like i'm you know, winning the WWE championship at WrestleMania, you know what I mean? But it's still, like, it's still, like, a big change to me, and it's very important to me, personally, um, because Chaotic's my home. It's where I started training, and it's just, it's something that I never even expected for myself. Like, I am the kind of person, I just kind of go with the flow, and never expected to be, like, spearheading, like, and opening doors and breaking glass ceilings. I'm just like, yeah, I just kind of, like, do my thing, and this is what it's evolved into. So it's really, it's crazy that I, like, I think of it as just kind of like, oh yeah, like I'm just living my life. I'm doing my thing. And then when people put it into perspective of like, hey, this is like a history making thing. You're like opening doors for other women to not have to struggle the way you struggled. It's like, oh wow. Okay. I am making a change.
0: (laughs) You're
1: also really like a, break down what wrestling's all about and making intergender wrestling just more uh, common. And um, especially in New England, you know, you can wrestle anyone, you can wrestle Anthony Green, you wrestle Becca, you can, it's it really creates more opportunities for matches and what the fans can experience. And intergender wrestling, just be called wrestling. It's really great. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I it's really cool. It, it's just like, I love it. I mean, when I first started training, I, I only was the only girl. so if it was like if I, didn't, if I wasn't allowed to wrestle men like at training, I wouldn't have been able to train for like six years. So it's like, if I'm wrestling all these guys at training, why can't I wrestle them on shows?:
1: Exactly, which that actually leads to another question we had. On. How did you get into wrestling? What inspired you to become a wrestler?
2: I just fell in love with it when I was a kid, and I was just, like I've never been like a conventional person. I've never been, like, yeah, this is, like, my dream job that's, like, normal, like, that you go to, like, school for or something. Um, And I was, like, yeah, like, I want to be a wrestler. (laughs) Um, So I uh, just decided I was going to be a wrestler at 11 years old, and, like, here we are. It's
1: crazy. Who's some of the wrestlers that inspired you, like, some of your favorites when you were 11
2: so my my favorite wrestler of all time those to this day, is Randy Orton. And then I also loved um, John Cena, Batista, Trish Stratus, uh, Lita, Beth Phoenix, Mickey James. Like those are those are my core.
0: And those are some of the greatest to ever. Do it too. Definitely can uh, tell that they inspired you too.
2: Oh, thank you. <laughs>
0: So uh, we had an interview with Chase a couple weeks ago, and he spoke nothing but praise of you. Uh, you know, we we would like to we would like to give you the chance to return the favor to him if you have anything nice to say about him and you know any of the trainings that he ever gave you or just the New England uh, Pro Wrestling Academy in general.
2: Chase honestly like is the freaking best. Like he cares so much. And I have never, ever felt that from like somebody I'm, I'm working for like the faith that he has in me. I don't even have it in myself. He like, I mean, just the fact that Becca had this idea for this documentary. Right. And, and Chase decided like, yeah, this seems like a really good idea and investment. Let me, you know, bankroll it. Like he cares so much. He, he cared to get a better venue for summer chaos for, you know, a big, a big match and a special moment for me. He has given me so much in the past like year, year and a half, where last June I texted him, I was leaving wrestling and he accepted it and was very, very supportive. But then like when I didn't actually leave wrestling, he was very, very happy and more then like welcome me back with open arms. Like it was, you know, it just became like, he's my family. Chaotic is my family, New England Pro Wrestling Academy. We're all just a family. We all love each other. We all just like have this great support system. So I love Chase. I love Chase so much. I I could go on and on and on for days about how much he's just, he's given so much to me.
1: So do you mind just asking uh, why you were going to leave a wrestling
2: I just was in a place in my life where it I like covid happened I had like a pretty decent job I I mean I still have a decent job um but I actually just switched careers I just purchased my first home and I was like yeah like I'm cool with like remodeling my house and like just moving past this phase of wrestling um because wrestling was taken away from me with covid and then speaking out all happened and I was like Wow. Like, do I really want to be involved in this environment? And it, you know, it's just like all a lot of like negativity happening revolving around wrestling. And then a lot of my the people I had been around and like trained with started getting signed. and and then, like, we started doing the tapings for limitless of the road. And I was just like, oh, I just like can't leave. and uh i uh, I just I fell in love with wrestling again. And so that's why I ended up staying.
1: It seems like uh, your, your um, dedication, you sticking with it, seemed like the right decision because um, <laughs> uh, I mean, you're the champ now, but also you've had a couple AW Dark appearances. You've wrestled Abaddon recently and you wrestled T- Ty Conti. And I, I expect you'll probably return to AW Dark soon too as well.
2: I, I hope so. I hope so. Um, yeah, I think... I really, really, really would have regretted it if I had walked away last year because this has probably been the best year, year and a half of my career.
1: So what was it like being in the AW locker room? Do you think that if they ever do like sign you, sign you, is that an environment you'd like, a locker room you'd like to be involved in?
2: Uh, Definitely. Um, The girls are so talented. They're very, very welcoming. Um, I love the whole... Atmosphere there. Obviously, like I would love to wrestle full time contracted on television. So I I mean I would love to be back.
0: <laughs> so uh, Justin mentioned earlier too, you wrestled Abaddon. What's it like to wrestle a character like that? Not only just a performer, but a character.
2: it's so cool. The character's awesome. I love wrestling like an over-the-top character because it just it's something different. It's a different story to tell. So yeah, I really I love wrestling over-the-top characters like that, and it was so it was really cool to be able to wrestle her.
1: You scared at all by the makeup? Because it freaks
2: me. Oh, it's way. terrifying! It's <laughs> absolutely terrifying.
1: I was just like, damn! I'm glad I don't have to wrestle her.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> one one match of yours that really made me think, oh, she's definitely gonna be signed someday, is um, you versus Diona Prazo, and uh, oh one- yeah yeah, women's wrestling revolution. And uh, what was that like in wrestling someone as technically sound as her?
2: Deanna is awesome. Uh, She's so cool. She's so good. She's so talented. Uh, I love that match. I would love to wrestle her again because I feel like that match is a few years ago and we've both grown so much since that match that I would love to see what we could do now.
1: I'd love to see that too. I'd love to see maybe, because Impact brings in a lot of... um outside talent i'd love to see maybe after uh if diana sells a bat belt against mickey at Bounce. i'd love for open challenge and just diana says i'll wrestle anyone and just your music hits not america sweetheart comes out and you guys have a banger
0: This is probably the most burning question we've had for you uh, since wanting to get you on. And uh, Justin and I were both at the Haunting at Tewksbury um, Friday. And it was both of our first experiences seeing you live in person. And we just wanted to know, what is the backstory behind fans putting money on the rails before the match?
2: It's it's actually, like, it's funny. And it's it's very wholesome. It's not, like, a, a rude thing. Uh, so it's like not that wholesome. It so like Cold Fury. Like I don't know, maybe like five or six years ago, I was managing Elia Markopoulos and we were doing this gimmick of like involved in like some kind of like presidential like stable kind of thing. And so is Cold Fury. Um, so I I switched up my outfit and it, I wore like this white pencil skirt and a white blazer. Uh, and glasses, and it's just like a business look and like the white. And um, one of the fans just left like $2 on the barricade. And so I took them because, like, why not? So they just started like leaving dollars on the barricades. They thought it was funny. And I'm like, well, like, and I was a heel too. And they thought it was funny to leave me a couple dollars. But I'm also like, bro, like, I'm taking your money. And then like I, I left chaotic for a little bit and like the fans would, would tease me when I wasn't on the shows. They would like tag me in pictures and stuff of them leaving like hundreds on the on the barricade. And then I came back and I was a baby face. And people were happy to have me. So they just like started throwing money. And it was like only like two or three fans at some point, And then like other fans were just like seeing it and wanted to join in. So now they just, like, all do it, and I'm, like, I don't even have to, like, sell merch, like, it's great, it's really great that you guys want to support, like, me paying off my credit card debt, (laughs)
1: Like you get some good good money from those, too, because, like, we're at Tuxbury, and, uh, like, Billy said, and it seemed like it was, like, Eighty dollars, maybe more than that.
2: Yeah, it was about seventy dollars just from the entrance. So, like, keep it coming, guys. Like, some people have been throwing in like tens and twenties too. I'm like, this is great. This is the greatest thing ever. It's a joke. Every single time I come back from an entrance, they're like, "How much did you make tonight?"
1: (laughs) What's your record?
2: (laughs) My record, I think, was Summer Chaos, and I think that was like 140.
1: Oof, jeez. Now I know what I want to do for a wrestling entrance gimmick, <laughs> if I ever come It's not even,
2: like, anything, like, I, like, started. Like, the fans started it themselves, and it's honestly a rib on them because they started to be, like, facetious with me. But I'm like, but I'm still taking the money. <laughs> and you get, like, literally nothing out of it. I just walk to the ring. It's not even like after the match, if I did a good job. It's just before. Like, it's the entrance. It's just hysterical. I love it. I wish everywhere would do it.
1: (laughs) Maybe it'll catch on. Maybe, like, next time you're AW Dark, fans will just leave money in the railing for you.
2: Yeah, right. And I'll be like, hey, guys, I actually need to get an entrance. I can't be preloaded in the ring because these fans are leaving me money. And then they'll kindly escort me out of the arena. (laughs) (laughs)
1: well hopefully not maybe it'll just be too big they just have to let you do it
2: (laughs) hopefully right
1: i think that leads us to another question that's concerning chaotic and it's actually the next show um watertown balance of power and uh the end of october uh you you're facing mike Vern of the unit and you you let know on social media you said that Once you beat him, this will be the end of the feud of the unit. Do you think the unit will respect that?
2: No, they won't, but they don't get the choice. I'm done. I want it to be done after I beat JT, but he keeps sticking his nose in my business. And now Verna, Verna who broke my heart. Me and Verna were friends. I love Mike Verna. And he had to betray me. So now I just got to beat him and I'm going to be done. I'm, I'm, I told Chase, I'm done stop booking these matches i'm over it i'm over the unit they're trash i beat jt so many times i beat trigger so many times i beat danny miles so many times now i just gotta beat verna don't even bring up ace i'm not even gonna acknowledge that that's not happening absolutely not i'm done with verna i'm done with the unit no more
1: so once you're done with the unit who's who's next who's on the list
2: who's on the list that is such a good question because uh, I got some wild people on my list of who I want to wrestle. Um, top of my list is Nick Gage. I want to match Nick Gage. Also, who was on my Well, Sammy Callahan was also on my list, but he broke his ankle, so that was a very unfortunate. I also would love to wrestle, like, Hella Wicked. Uh, that would be super cool. I just want to wrestle, the like, the best wrestlers in the world. Um, I have been very blessed to be able to have two matches with Anthony Green, who I believe is one of the best wrestlers, like, ever, so I love those matches, but, uh, I'm ready, I'm ready for some new challengers.
1: Yeah, Green was just an NXT recently, you guys had a couple great matches, uh, was it History Maker and then Tewksbury, right? Yes. Uh, Tewksbury was great, it was a close call, if the ref wasn't knocked out, maybe you would have lost your title, Do you think he should get another shot, or...
2: No. Yeah. no, I beat him twice. That's right.
1: Time to just move on.
2: Yeah, I need I need some new new challengers. Need something new.
1: I agree with that. I'd love to see uh you and Nick Gage and once Samuel covers. That'd be great too. But those are two um big hardcore names. Would you want to do a hardcore stipulation for those? Oh
2: yeah. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs>
1: What stipulations you thinking?
2: I would just say like no disqualification, or like a street fight or something. Like let's just let's just let us let us run wild, just no rules, you know. Let's just let's go.
0: Have you ever been in a match like that before?
2: Oh my gosh, I've been in so many.
0: What's your favorite hardcore match you've done then?
2: Okay, well, so one of, I guess the most uh my favorite one was be a last woman standing match with Mistress Belmont. Um that was awesome. I've also, I've done wild matches. I've done a steel cage match. Um, I've done a bull rope match. I've done a strap match. Um, I've done the last woman standing. I've done a lot of wild matches. Uh, I had one match that was supposed to be a regular match, but a girl just decided to throw a chair at my face. So um, I end up with 15 stitches. So yeah, uh, that was not a hardcore match. which was not a no disqualification match. It just, it just happened. <laughs> just
0: one of the, one of the, one of the worst ones.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, also, I did a two out of three falls with Ava Everett that I loved. That was like a, more of a cinematic match. That was really cool. But I think the, the Belmont one was one of like my first, I guess, stipulation matches and just like our feud was so special to me. Um, So I love that match.
0: So you said you were in a steel cage match. What's it like to hit the chain link? Because I feel like I feel like on TV they they sell it, but does it actually really hurt as bad as they sell it?
2: To be completely honest, um, I was about like a year in in this steel cage match, and the girl I was wrestling was rough, so we basically had a regular match with a cage around the ring. <laughs> I oh, sure. I accidentally hit my head on the cage because I went to do an up and over and because I didn't like I've never been to steel cage match before uh, I didn't realize like how close the cage is going to be to the ring so like where your head goes I hit my head on the cage like doing the move so that sucked but I don't think I was thrown into the cage at all so I get like I participated in a steel cage match but did I actually like have a steel cage match no not really <laughs>
1: definitely gotta see you in an actual one then now that you're experienced is there who who do you think would be a great opponent for you to have steel cage match
2: you know probably probably ava probably ava because we're crazy so i need to have like a hardcore match with her like in front of people
1: i think that'd be great too because steel cage is great for rivalries and one really over face and one over heel yeah, you know it was the first live show we saw, and I I watched your two out uh, three falls match too. And she's she gets quite the boo. She's quite the heel and quite a great heel. And um, you're a great face. And I think that would that that's a perfect match. that would be a perfect steel cage match.
2: <laughs> we gotta tell Limitless. <laughs>
1: Now that we're doing a dream match mode, when we had Chase on, um, this is probably going to be an ongoing question for all our wrestling guests. Um, Including, you've already uh, answered some dream matches, but this is um, maybe a little different, more uh, leeway here. Uh, Including anyone in the history of wrestling, what is your dream match? Um, It doesn't have to be a one-on-one, but um, it's easier. You do a fail four-way if you want. There's no rules to this. Just what's your dream match and who? And it can be anyone from wrestling history.
2: Um, So my dream match would be against Randy Orton because he's Randy Orton. Like, he's the best. I would also love uh, a trios match. Myself, Becca, and Ava Everett against Mickie James, Beth Phoenix, and Tristratus. That'd
1: be quite the match. It'd be quite the underdogs. But um, you've been the underdogs in tag team tag matches before so i think you guys can get it done (laughs) also with the dream match question chase actually a second part we asked him as a booker who he'd book someone from the chaotic wrestler with anyone and uh he said you versus sean michaels
0: let's go
1: (laughs) that would be quite the the spectacle and you're great at selling and he's great at selling well he's you're both great at a lot of things (laughs) The selling is definitely something I really picked off. Your matches in, his, that just a uh, sweet chin music. Did Davy end your lives? The moments would be uh, per- perfect
2: for that. Yeah, that would be, that would be incredible. That would be incredible. I would love to have that match.
0: So one thing Justin was just talking about is, you know, you're, you're very good at a lot of the things you do in the ring. Was there anything when you started learning that you had a lot of trouble with or something that you're still kind of working on even
2: now? Oh, oh my God. What didn't I struggle with? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed, not very athletic. So I don't do like a lot of flips and stuff. Uh, that I, I still really struggle with, but like, I know my strengths and my weaknesses. Like I'm not about to be like flipboarding out here. Uh, cause I can't do that. I could try maybe if I did gymnastic classes every day for like five years, maybe, but you know, I do, I do try some stuff break out some like fancy, fancy things. Um, I also really struggled with like personality character and charisma and stuff. You know, my trainer told me I was probably the most boring wrestler ever because I was just like really shy. I was a really, really shy kid. Um, so it took a very long time to like feel the confidence and just like be able to, uh, have a personality in the ring. And I just, you know, I faked it till I made it. Uh, And so now when like people, people like the evolution of me. um, And and I think too, it was a lot of me trying to discover who I am in the ring. Um, It took me a very long time to discover who me with the volume turned up would be. Um, And a lot of people just were trying to put me in a box of what they saw me as, and it just never was really natural, didn't connect. So yeah, that was something that was like probably the biggest struggle for me, um, was to be able to just like break out of my shell and really just like perform and not be boring.
1: I think you would, you definitely are a great entertainer. You had a great main event from the Green last Friday. And um, one match that was short that I watched of yours, and it was um, with no crowd, but it was still so entertaining, it was um, Limitless Wrestling. And it was uh, you versus Christian Casanova, who's now Carmelo Hayes at NXT. And um, you guys had a great chemistry and a great banter back and forth in the match, and both, both doing really, like, fun moves. And I, I wish it was, like three times longer how how was you in <laughs> that match
2: I was so excited to have that match because like I trained with Christian from his first day um and just really like watched him evolve into the superstar that he is I love Christian so much um he's always been a good friend of mine even to this day with all of his success like he'll still text me like you know congratulations on you know winning the title or I watched this match of yours and it was awesome like He's just a genuinely great person. He was somebody who I always, always, always wanted to wrestle on a show. But it just, like, it never lined up. Like, we were supposed to wrestle each other for Beyond Wrestling. And then, like, it got changed. And it was like, oh, like, just, we really wanted to wrestle each other. And when it came to the road, we were like, yeah, we need to have this match. And even though it was in front of no, not no people, but, you know, just other wrestlers, not fans. And it was short. I think it was probably, like, our third match of the day we just really wanted to wrestle each other and it like I love that match so much I love Christian he's so freaking talented um and I'm really glad that we got to have it before uh he got signed
1: it was definitely a fun match and you could even though the characters were being respectful you could you could tell it's, it was genuine and you guys were having fun doing it um and he's just so athletic and you're so talented and uh, I hope Maybe yeah, uh, you know WWE's not as many um, uh, intergender matches, but um, it would be cool if you guys brought in NXT too, or WWE let them do more indie matches. That'd be a great match to see.
2: Yeah, let's just hope Christian gets fired. Right now, I'm just kidding. I'm so I'm totally kidding. That's so mean. But I mean, that was the first thought that I had. Like I was like not the first thought. I was very, 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 very upset when uh, when AG got released, but. Then the next thought was, well, well, when do I get to wrestle him? Because AG's so talented. Uh, and he's helped, he's been, you know, one of my biggest supporters since day one. So I was so grateful to be able to have, you know, my la- another another two matches with him because he always elevates me. And I, I love working with him.
1: So if you offered a contract from... Um these big three that I'm about the list, uh WWE, AW, I was gonna say New Japan, but they don't have a one series. So I'll say start. Say they're all equal contracts. Where would you go and why?
2: Ooh, ooh. I you know I probably wouldn't wouldn't go to stardom. Uh just because moving to Japan, I don't think I would like. I was there for three months. And, like, that was enough. I I like America a lot. I, I like um, knowing the language <laughs> um, and, like, knowing where I'm going. Um, so I don't think I would want to, like, move to Japan. WWE has always been, like, my dream because, it's you know, it's WWE. You watch it when, like, you're a little kid. But I really, really I, – I mean, I've been – at AEW multiple times I've been backstage I've been in their ring I've been in their locker rooms so I I would say probably right now just from the positive experiences I've had with them like AEW and I wouldn't have to move to Florida nothing against Florida I just uh I think I'm gonna settle uh on like the west coast we'll see I don't know I'm crazy but, uh, yeah, I think it would probably, if, you know, the money was all equal and everything, uh, I think I would pick AW right now. But that honestly changes every single day. So, I, I don't know.
1: will <laughs> all be great companies. And, of course, there's a couple others that are notable that would be great, like Impact and uh, NWA and such. Yeah. But, um, we'd love to see you in AW, And if you did go to AW, what what title would you go after? The new TBS women's championship or um the AW Women's Championship? Go after Brett?
2: Hmm. That's a good question. Cause like if I like if I got signed tomorrow to AEW, I think I would pick the TBS one so I could, you know, be like a first ever. But I kind of like the, the dynamic of like challenging a champion too instead of just like Challenging for a vacant title to be the first ever. So I I don't know. I'd be happy with either. <laughs> but I think I would probably go uh, with the women's championship, not the TBS.
1: All right. So you heard your first, Britt. Davian's mm-hmm. coming after you. <laughs> so uh, that that's it. And uh, we loved having you on. Thank you for coming on. Uh,
2: oh, thank time. you guys so much. I appreciate it.
0: And uh, do you want to let the people know where they can find you on social media?
2: Sure. I am on Twitter and Instagram at Davian underscore underscore. Uh, also, pro wrestling tees. Just search Davian. I have some exclusive t-shirts on there. Or I also have like a big cartel store. Uh, I think it's like Davian.bigcartel.com or it might be the other way around. I'm not 100% sure because my brain... Uh, but yeah, that's everywhere you can find me.
0: All right. Well, for Justin, uh, I am Bill. And Davian, thank you so much for your time. You were a blast to have on.
2: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, guys.
0: Thank you. Thank I hope you. we'll have you on again soon.
2: For sure. three.
0: All right. And we would, again, just like to thank Davian for her time on Top of the Cage tonight. She was one fun person to interview. You can just tell she's one person in wrestling that has a bright future ahead of her.
1: Yeah, she's had a lot of great matches. I'm um, like, there's matches she talked about that I want to go back and watch of hers. And is was going through um, her library of matches. There were a lot I was impressed with and a lot I'd put in my uh, YouTube, like save for later, watch for later list. Um, definitely go on YouTube, check out Davian's matches. Also, another way to watch Davian's most recent matches are um, every Thursday on Twitch, Chaotic Wrestling's Twitch, go to their, their, go to their Twitch account and uh, watch at 8 o'clock. Uh, this Thursday will be part one of a Haunting in Tewksbury, which was last Friday's event, the event we went to, that we'll talk about on our next podcast, among so many other topics. And um, then part two Haunting in Tewksbury will, next Thursday at 8 o'clock on Chaotic wrestling's twitch and just thanks again Davey. you're the best uh finish the unit once and for all agreed unit we're talking smack if you want to talk smack back you should come on the podcast
0: (laughs) especially you ace actually you ace and uh jt as well
1: we've already had some back and forth
0: so uh well all of you all of you can come (laughs) but especially i guess verna can come too (laughs) Yeah, so
1: uh, yeah, so our next episode will be um, we'll talk about haunting in Tewksbury, we'll talk about uh, two year dynamite celebration, we'll talk about the TBS tournament, so stuff from last week, so it'll be a bit a little bit untimely, but I think it's all stuff that definitely needs to be talked about, and uh, there'll be push job releases on the next one as well, and Youngstead Spotlight, and yeah, it'll be it'll be a good episode, but this is definitely the interviews are definitely our top priorities. This was a fun one and I hope we have so much more interviews in store for you all.
0: For sure. And if you're a fan of chaotic wrestling, you'll be a fan of our podcast. And again, you guys can find Davian on Twitter and Instagram at Davian underscore, underscore. And you guys can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at T O T C underscore pod on Twitter the T-O-T-C and the P and pod are capital on Instagram. They're all lowercase because Twitter sells a gimmick, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, Instagram didn't
1: want me to, like, have capital letters. They don't like capital letters. It's like an email. It's case, It's not case sen- It is
0: case sensitive, but lowercase. <laughs> shooting on Twitter and Instagram. All right. Well, that'll do it again. Coming off the top of the cage, we have landed. Thank you guys so much. Thank you again, N, for joining us tonight. And we hope we catch you all on the next one.